Welcome to Movied. I am Jake. I run the Pineapple Boy Films YouTube channel. My name is Craig. I watch the Pineapple Boy Films YouTube channel. <laughs> Whenever there's something on it. You probably didn't watch the last thing I put up. Nightmarathon double feature of Let the Right One In and its American remake. Okay, hi, I'm Craig. I don't watch Pineapple Boy Films YouTube channel. <laughs> that can all be cut out. That could be the intro right there. Movie. Movie! Bill and Ted face the music. They're back. Bill and, and he brought Ted with him. Finally. Finally, the, the guys have returned. I haven't been waiting yes. for it. Have you been waiting for it? I, I completely forgot about it. Was Bill and I Ted's Excellent Adventure a thing for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. But I didn't really think about their, their, them making another one. Uh -huh. This is not something that I, I... It's not that I didn't want it i just didn't think about it yeah it's like i i mean after yeah. bogus journey it didn't seem like there was really anything left to do um, i mean they did they did span time and life and death i rewatched all three of them just this week oh my oh my gosh i have not rewatched oh no i but they, I, they, I, I haven't rewatched face the music i just watched that once and then i watched bogus journey and that excellent adventure i did them in reverse order reverse well that makes sense because you're traveling back in time i was uh, traveling back in yeah, time yeah uh, I, uh, I didn't rewatch the other two, but they play over and over in my head. Oh, sure. My life anyway. Daily. So. No, I do. There are things I think about occasionally that come back to me from Bill and Ted, such as when they, when they have to remember to do something later as a way to get out of a situation. <laughs> like, remember, what is it? Remember the garbage can or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. In, it's in an excellent adventure because they have determined that yeah. after they don't make the class presentation, they'll go back in yeah. time and put things where they need them so they can make the class presentation. Yeah, they'll have to, after it's all over, they're going to have a whole lot of busy work. They're going to have to go back yeah. and like do those things. So you're going to have to go steal your dad's keys, put them in the police station, and then you're going to have to place a tape recorder with a timer yeah. on it for this time. I'm over there, record a message. Yeah, it's, it's like Endgame. I don't want to spoil Endgame, but it's kind of <laughs> like it's like Endgame. What happens in Endgame? Yeah, yeah. I, I think about that. I think about uh, they have a conversation with their future selves, and then later, and it doesn't make sense to them. And then later, they come back, and they have the exact same conversation again. I think about that all the time. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> yeah. Time travel movies are one of my favorite. They're probably my my most favorite science fiction subgenre. I mean, they can be done really poorly, though. Yeah, so. no, I'm not saying, yeah. like, I love every time travel movie, but, like, I'd rather watch a time travel movie than a space movie or a movie with aliens in it, unless it's alien or aliens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I most would rather, like, of, of the sci-fi subgenres, I'm yeah. most intrigued in general by time travel. If I offered you a buffet of sci-fi, yeah. you would go to the you would go to the time travel. Yeah, game. I'd skip the the space and the scrambled eggs and the Belgian waffles, and I'd go straight to the time yeah. travel. Yeah, because you've got to have actual food in there too. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's a buffet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna try a little bit of a, a format. Yeah, for this episode, a new format. I like the idea. I think we should go yeah. straight into it. Do you want to synopsize or me? You synopsize. Okay. So Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan are back again. And they are, let's see, if they were 17 in 1988, that means they are 70 or 80 years old now. So... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm okay, just okay. kidding. They are in their six, late 50s, are they? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're both still looking pretty good, although... 
it has to be said, Keanu Reeves, better with a beard. Anyway, they are still trying to write the song, that's the music that's supposed to unite the entire world uh, in unity, in peace and love forever. And because yes. that's what they were told they were going to do in Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. And we yeah. thought they did it at the end of Bogus Journey since uh, Nostris you know, like had every world television displaying the Battle of the Bands. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember how it ended. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I just rewatched it again. Um, yeah. But they're still trying to do it. And they have two daughters who are totally into their music and love them. And their wives are starting to get a little discontent with the constant search for the music. And Wild Stallions, the band, isn't doing as well as they used to. So then they find out that by tomorrow night, no, by tonight, by yeah. seven, they have 90 minutes to do it. They have, in 90 minutes, the world clock says they are going to create the song. So they have 90 minutes to come up with a song that's going to unite all of the world in peace, love, and harmony in time and space. Ridiculous. It yep. takes me like, takes me like a week to write a verse. <laughs> so. And so and they so, have to do it. That's the synopsis of T Bill and Ted Face the Music. And they have to do it, involve, but it also involves time travel <gasps> so what yeah yeah which is weird that they have a deadline but they travel through time it's uh, they, they, we'll they're, get into it we'll get into it but, so that is the spoiler free synopsis craig yeah. would you are we keeping the recommendation or not recommendation in the format keep the recommendation would yeah. you wreck it i would yes i had a good time as well i think you'll probably enjoy it more if you've seen the first two but oh. i bet you might enjoy it if you haven't i think I bet you might I well, it's hard for me to say. I because uh, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is such a part of who I was and grew up as that it's hard for me to imagine coming to this movie with no knowledge of that, other than yes. like maybe like Strange Things are a foot at the Circle K or the time traveling phone booth idea. Like, yeah, because those are kind of just in the ether. But like, if I I can't, I find it hard to imagine. I feel like if you do like Bill and Ted, you're going to like this movie. It's at least oh, as good as Bogus Journey. Yeah, I think you will. If you're a fan of Bill and Ted, for sure, you will like it. I think it's made for you. It's not, they, don't, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't really care if, if, if you hadn't seen it. I mean, or they didn't make it for that people who hadn't seen the first two. Absolutely. But I bet you could still like it. I mean, I'm not going to guarantee. I don't guarantee you'll, still, you'll like it anyway. But you could. I was worried. I'm going to tell you the truth. I was worried going into it, like uh, hearing that it was a short under 90 minute running time, which, hey, I appreciate. But sometimes it can be indicative of a problem, like cut that down, cut yeah. that down. Just get it to the minimum amount of time that we can sell this thing at. And it's coming in an age where we're just bringing back stuff that we love from the 80s and 90s. And like some of that stuff that's coming back just isn't what it was and it's appealing too much to like an idea of nostalgia instead of being its own new thing and so i was very concerned that that's what this was going to be we're, we're venturing into discussion territory but in our new format i have to give a review and you have to give a review okay separate cool i'm gonna i'm just gonna give you a brief rundown of wait are you getting into spoilers now I, I could, yeah. I guess we got to go into spoilers. Then. All right, guys. So if you are going to watch Bill and Ted Face the Music, this is the time to pause this video or you can exit out the window. YouTube will remember where you are if you're watching this on Wheezy News or pause the podcast and yeah. uh, watch the movie and get back into it because we are going into spoilers now. Craig. Or 
you know, just don't watch the movie and just get spoiled. That's fine too. Yeah, that's fu- that's totally fine. Yeah, sorry to d- d- you had a good, really good setup for me, but I, I kind of. <laughs> Well, you anyway. can't, not everybody's going to grab the alley-oop and slam dunk it, Craig. Some people are going to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So I took a few, a few notes of thoughts. All right. Just very few. Basically, what I would say is Bill and Ted face the music, in short, is goofy fun. That's what it is. It's goofy, at times nonsensical, probably, fun. It's got, a, it's got this crazy plot. And there, there are parts of it that are hard to understand, and because it, it goes by so fast, it's like <laughs> they jam pack this thing full uh, in ninety minutes. Jake was saying how well maybe they have to cut that down, cut that down. No, I, I think they probably had a hard time putting in things, good things that they wanted to keep in there, but but they wanted it short. They wanted it short and easy breezy. And they didn't bog it down with plot and science and like and making sense. It just just blows past everything really fast it doesn't matter because it's just it knows it's not taking itself seriously uh it honors the tradition of bill and ted movies i feel like it was it felt like a bill and ted movie if, if i had a problem with it it would be that it was it was maybe too fast and i could have watched it longer it could have been longer for me i wanted more um, my review is i'm just gonna go into my thoughts basically my thoughts are uh, not as good as Excellent Adventure, at least as good as Bogus Journey. In rewatching Bogus Journey, the first half, evil robot thems come and kill them, and they go to hell. It's just moving like Quicksilver, just great. And then once they get to heaven, everything slows down, and they kind of just it just gets boring. But Face the Music never really had time to get boring. It never <laughs> slowed down enough to get boring. Um, yeah. I was worried that the characters of Bill and Ted, like watching a couple of people in their late fifties be those characters was going to be kind of depressing and a little bit sad, but it was a joy. Like their, their naivety and and sincerity as those characters, they, they fell right back into it. And I, I loved seeing them again. I was worried and it was mostly confirmed that, that the two young actresses, actors playing their daughters were not doing that. Them doing the Bill and Ted voices was going to annoy me. And that, Turned out to be kind of true. Um, the uh, woman who played Theodora, Thea, um, Bill's daughter, is Samara Weaving, and she is one of the most talented, most engaging, charismatic actresses in current indie cinema. She's moving into the mainstream now, but um, she was in a movie called Mayhem. She was in The Babysitter on Netflix. She was in Ready or Not just now, an awesome, like a really funny kind of quirky horror comedy. Um, and she is personality plus, and she could not bring it to this movie. Like she, her impersonation of the Bill and Ted voices made her, she was playing it like she was dumb and they're not dumb. Young actor playing uh, Billy, Ted's daughter killed it. Absolutely nailed it. Oh. I, I absolutely adored that performance. I thought it was great. And the th- only thing that really bothered me about the movie, like all of the things other than Smart Weaving's performance, which did bother me, I was so bummed out by that because I was looking forward to seeing her in this so much, is it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> the reason for them to travel through time. Because if they know in 75, 77 minutes, they're going to be playing the song, all they need to do is travel 77 minutes in the future, not two years, not five years, not 10 years. I get the funniness of seeing them like 
de-escalate themselves through the ages, but that they're also traveling to a time after which they would have played the song, so they wouldn't be seeking to play the song anymore. The actual conceit doesn't make sense in a way that Excellent Adventure does and Bogus Journey does. The final triumphant performance of the song that is going to unite the world through time and space was okay, <laughs> but not <laughs> as triumphant as they were building it up to be. For me, I don't know, it fell a little flat, but the rest of the movie was so fun mm. in terms of like watching Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves be Bill and Ted again. And the makeup yeah. effects were awesome. The age makeup in this movie is incredible. And it makes sense because it was done by Kevin Yeager and his team and they're great. Yeah, I, you know what? This is one of those times where I think we just absolutely agree <laughs> on, on everything. Um, one I of those think, rare uh, times. Yeah, <laughs> and when it happens, it happens. Yeah, I did. I tried not to think too hard about the how the time travel works. In general, I try not to get wrapped up in that in any time travel movie. Because yeah, it's a smart can, way to go in because <laughs> you can find flaws in any tra time travel. This one, I like how they didn't even seem to really try. It was just like, uh, let's just let's just let's just do it this way. It was a hundred percent like whatever. Like, like yeah. <laughs> although, like, I do wonder. I. I I, d I would like to go back and think about it now because it can make sense. I don't get like why they, they went far into the future to learn the song from themselves that they will play. Why didn't they give them themselves the song? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like the, the future that they were traveling to was a future in which they had not ever written the song. So yeah, they had continued to try to write the song, but the song was going to happen in 77 minutes anyway. So, so like, yeah, I think I think the cons I think it can make sense. It can make it make sense in that like f somehow outside of time, like the, the song was never written. That's why reality is falling apart. Like people are are being jumping through time into places they shouldn't. Some outside objective observer would be like that song was never written. Reality is ending, and so <laughs> they had to they had to do things, go through time to figure out a way to make the song actually exist. Yeah, yeah. Know? The other. Yeah version would be they are traveling through time to universes in which they had never like that they never came to the realization that the Preston and Logan that write the song are their daughters so that so yeah. those universes they're traveling to are the ones where they stubbornly just keep trying to write the song themselves that's a little yeah. harder to, for me to come around to the other thing about this one too that I thought was uh fun in concept and didn't quite deliver an execution was I loved, and maybe it also had to do with the fact that it was their daughters doing it, grabbing a phone booth, not a phone booth, the new version of the phone booth and traveling yeah. through time to assemble their father's the greatest band of all time. Like yeah. those ideas, those, those seemed fun, but they, there wasn't a, they didn't really have too much fun with it. They go to get Jimi Hendrix and he doesn't quite believe them and not much comedy comes from that. And so then they go get, you must remember this. Who is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louis uh, Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. So yeah. they go get Louis Armstrong to bring. Did you like my Louis Armstrong, by the way? That was good. <laughs> you must remember this. Ooh, that's way better. A kiss is just a kiss. Oh, yeah. A smile is a something, sign. something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It just makes me yeah. want to watch Sleepless in Seattle so bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so like that, those, that storyline was good and reminded me of excellent adventure, but it also didn't like in execution deliver on the comedic potential of any of those scenes. If there is any, 
Yes, I I agree. It like went by like a bullet. It was just like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. On the other hand, like I was entertained by it. Like it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't boring. I didn't, I didn't stop to think like, oh, I wish they would have done this until after I was the movie was over and I started thinking about it. Yeah, I get maybe I'm just a sucker for fast pacing, but uh, <laughs> but I also think like it's hard to go into this movie and like take it too seriously because it doesn't take itself seriously. I love the 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 death stuff when they're in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. I'm trying to get to get death back because they kicked him out of the band. I loved all that. I thought that was hilarious. Yep. Like the the infinite realities, they had to they had to deliver instruments to every person. Yeah, in all that realities. also I didn't like that wasn't for me, man. I like I don't I, think that everybody needs to be playing instruments during this. <laughs> well, that was the crucial thing. I think that would be the way of that would be the excuse of why the song is just only so so. Because it didn't matter. Everyone was playing all together yeah. at the same time. I mean, the song was. Of course, they're not going to write the greatest song ever for the for this movie. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was fine. It was a fine song. <laughs> but but the fact that every person in reality, any reality, was playing an instrument at the same time. That's what saved reality. Yeah. Um, and I like that idea. And I don't mind the execution. I find it funny. <laughs> they they explained it so quickly. That was the quickest uh, exposition and execution of anything ever. Yeah. And it involved every single person in every single reality. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think yeah. if you if if they had at any point tried to, we had already had to throw out so many logic. <laughs> like <laughs> gaps that you're just like okay whatever sure like let's just take this to the con- to its conclusion at this point yeah <laughs> again like i didn't love their reason for going so far into the future but i loved seeing them on their deathbeds in the same room oh, yeah. laying next to each other in in beds like and the way yeah. that they treat each other and i loved the way that <laughs> that ted and old, oldest Ted have a conversation about how every time they've come face to face with themselves over the years, he's never felt like he's connected with himself. And, <laughs> and old Ted almost has like a fatherly speech about coming to terms with oneself. And I think that yes. was fantastic. Well, like, I think that is actually the heart of what this entire thing is about. It's about uh, getting older and like losing touch and but passing the torch on yeah. to to the younger generation. Yeah. And it and I think it works. I think it's good. All right, do you want to do three questions now? Yeah, I think this is like the it's time to get moving. Like like are you ready to get moving? Here are, are you this, ready to get moving? Here are the six questions. Three questions each. I'll do one, you do one, I'll do one, you do one, I'll All right. do one, you do one. Cool. Okay, I'll do one, you do one. I'll do one, you do one, you do one. Hey, All yes right. you do. <laughs> yes you do. <laughs> Top five favorite time travel movies. I do one, you do one. Back and forth, one, top five. No, 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 just list them. <laughs> All right, just cool. Uh, Back to the Future, the best time travel movie, is also one of the best written stories of all time. Back to the mm-hmm. Future 2 is also on my top five, not because it's a great movie, but because of what it does for time travel. Sure, sure. Like, future creates alternate present, has to go back into the first movie in order to, you know, like, that's just yep. brilliant. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Okay. Absolutely love. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And Looper. Wow. Our our, our lists are similar. <laughs> I, I did Back to the Future. Yep. Terminator 2. Yep. 
Edge of Tomorrow. I would call that a time travel. I movie. call that a time loop movie. Difference? There's a difference. Yeah, it's a Groundhog Day-ish kind of thing. Time loop and time travel are two different things mm. to me, but I understand. Eliza tried to get this, get it on our list. Also, Groundhog Day is on my list. <laughs> okay, all right. You, and, you include time loops. And 12 Monkeys. Yeah, nice. Like, I almost had Time Cop, but I watched the first 15 minutes of Time Cop again, and then I was like, <laughs> I wish I was watching Looper. So I started watching Looper, and I was like, yeah, this is so much better. I almost had Looper on the list. I think I, then I realized that Time Loop was a, was I, I decided that was time travel and then I, I bumped it off. Yeah. But Looper, I haven't seen it in a while. What I really, I love how it handles changing past. Yeah, like it's, it's incredible. Like, and actually yeah. the entire visual style of that movie, Ryan Johnson's visual style is, is completely unique. Like with time loop movies, I also made a differentiation between movies in which time travel is a plot point, but the movie isn't really about time travel. Like Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, only the yeah. only the object travels through time. Donnie a, doesn't. You could still call that a time travel movie yeah. if you want, but I definitely would not put it on my list. No, I know, I know, <laughs> I know that. Um, but but then there were certain other like uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. has the whole time yeah. turner part, and that's a great movie that I love. That is a time travel sub story exists within it. But so I, I also I considered that. I like, should I put that on the list? And I'm like, no. But I considered it as a time travel movie. Can I add yeah. two time travel books that are some of my favorite books ever? But okay. that the, the the visual adaptations didn't weren't what I was looking for? Do it. Eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. Yeah. Going back in time to stop Kennedy. I, it's one of my favorite books of all time. And Time Traveler's Wife, Audrey Neffenegger. That book I is exquisite. Never read it. Eleven twenty two sixty three. I listened to some of or like maybe half of, yeah, and then I, I stopped. But I, I, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I think I want to actually read it instead of listen to it to see okay. if I like it. I have listened to it and I have read it um, in multiple forms, and I just, it's just, I know, I know you like Stephen King really takes his time getting places, especially <laughs> in these longer books like Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, and that, a lot of things stretch out in that. But that's kind of the texture that I really enjoy in his writing. Um, yeah. I think I enjoy that in. In re- actually reading more so than when I'm listening to something. Sure. Well, I mean, because yeah. it really takes its time if somebody's reading it to you in their audiobook <laughs> yeah. voice, where every sentence lasts <laughs> at least 10 minutes. I, I feel like if I'm reading, I, I'll be like, I'll probably speed through certain things. I'll be like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah, it. Okay. I get it. Dallas is hell. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My question is a trivia question. In the original outline of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, when they were first coming up with the idea, the two writers whose names I have slipped my mind, they were not using a phone booth to time travel. What were they time traveling in? Can you guess? A DeLorean. Close. A van. A van. And they changed okay. it because it was too close to a DeLorean. I know originally the Back to the Future, the DeLorean was actually going to be a refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> but they but they decided against it because they were worried kids would go in their refrigerators. Absolutely. So, now, Absolutely. so instead, kids drove their DeLoreans to 88 miles per hour. Oh, man. Yeah. you We did that so much from 85 to... <laughs> You know, that that was all we did with our DeLoreans. It's like, it's all, it's all you're not you going to take it to the store the unless you're going no. 88 miles per hour. Yeah, the door, the way the door opens is actually kind of impractical. Do you want to be Bill or Ted for this monologue I have here that we are both going to perform? Oh, okay. Um, I would like to be Ted. Are we doing the voices or are we doing it our own interpretation? 
Yes. I'm gonna e- I'm gonna email it to you. You're doing you are doing a voice or you're not doing a voice? I'm gonna try a voice. Okay. Sure. Alright, I'll try a voice. I'm uh, I this is not Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna come off like Smara Weaving here. I know it. I said monologue, that's wrong. It's just a dialogue. Before that, yeah, I agree about the performance of Ted's daughter. Smara Weaving. It was not as good as Bill's daughter. Oh that, no 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 was, no no. I'm sorry. Um are you talking about the blonde or the brunette right now? The brunette. Oh my god. Okay, see I thought the performance of the brunette was great and the blonde is the one who didn't deliver for me wait 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 bill's daughter is the one you didn't like bill's daughter thea is the one yeah. that i was that i that she she let me down so we do disagree we do I, I think i think completely the opposite yeah okay cool yeah i do no but i do feel like ted's daughter was just doing an impression of ted and bill's Bill's daughter had kind of her own thing going on a little bit. See, I I agree. I agree. The thing is, I think Ted's daughter's impression functioned on the same level that Bill and Ted's voices work yeah. for me in that they're sincere within that. Yeah. And I feel like Smara Weaving's, which is uh, Bill's daughter. Yeah. I feel like her interpretation, you say she was doing her own thing. I agree. But I think that thing that she was doing wasn't compelling to me and it, it, it felt well, it felt it felt pasted on as opposed to sincere interesting well to be clear i didn't dislike either one i just thought she her hers was better uh anyway i'll be bill all right yeah and i haven't rehearsed this so i'm gonna yeah i haven't like obviously either this is okay yeah ted while i agree that in time our band will be most triumphant the truth is Wild Stallions, I, I, I feel like I'm being Ted, but whatever. Wild <laughs> Stallions will never be a super super band until we get Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Yes, Bill, but I do not believe we will get Eddie, Valen, Eddie Van Halen before we have a triumphant video. Ted, it's pointless to have a triumphant video before we have decent instruments. Well, how can we have decent instruments if we don't really even know how to play? That is why we need Eddie Van Halen. And that is why we need a triumphant video. Excellent! Excellent! <laughs> <laughs> my Ted impression was a disaster, but I have to say, while we're on the subject of Bill and Ted through the years, seeing the young them in Excellent Adventure, fantastic. In Bogus Journey, it's impossible to keep your eyes off Keanu Reeves. That is at the height of his adorableness. And when okay. you watch him in that movie, it's like, I don't care who else is in the frame, you're looking at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Both That's as problem. Ted Theodore Logan and as Evil Ted, like this at isn't Evil Robot Ted's Ted. Bogus journey. This is Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So well, that's a problem. It's a, the problem is the magnetism just became too great. I will say the song at the end, doing the guitar reminded me. The song. It, it's nice that they actually do play guitar in this one. Yeah, uh, and the countdown and to the part that changes the world is during their guitar solo. I like that it was actually a song like they actually like got a band and played a song and the other ones they don't really do that i actually yeah. so they did at the end of bogus journey um so oh, that's okay. nice uh because they actually yeah. go learn to play and they come back with baby bill and baby ted oh right that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a big old zz okay. top beard on bill um yeah. but i also have to say in terms of the music of this movie of face the music the song that they play at the wedding of oh that's great too missy marrying deacon yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. is yeah. so good like yeah. and i was like 
it was the, it was like the breaking moment, for, the breaking point for me. I was like, okay, this is super referential to what came before. Am I enjoying this or am I not? And yes, I sure as hell am. <laughs> like that yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, um, their song was great. I really liked their Terrible. song. Like no, like I actually I was getting into it. Like as they were looping it and yeah. building it out, I was like, actually, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was terrible for the moment. I like. Oh yeah, no, it was not appropriate yeah. for a wedding song at all. Yeah. But like starting with Tibetan yeah. throat singing and theremin, I was like, okay, this is only a joke. But then as they built it out, I was like, oh no, this is becoming good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did feel like there were actual songs though like more so to me than the other ones i don't really remember what they play at the end of bogus journey uh they play but, god gave rock and roll to you uh which is um, a really catchy song and eliza and i were humming it like yesterday we couldn't okay. get it out of our heads but the um i will say this there is no bigger sinner <laughs> of music movies and actors playing instruments than the bill and ted series having just watched them all <laughs> just now it is the worst approximation of people play, who are supposed to know how to play once they know how to play like death playing the bass it doesn't get worse yeah <laughs> like, yeah and but that's the beauty of bill and ted doesn't matter yeah doesn't matter it doesn't uh okay, but it is so a little distracting mm, tell you yeah. truth. all right my second question is also just a trivia question Okay. Back in when the, again when they were re, re, when they were designing what Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure could be because it is such a bizarre sell and the fact that that movie ever got made is insane. When they were supposed to bring back accidentally the first person to San Dimas, it wasn't originally a Napoleon, but it was a historical bad dude. Who do you think it was? Stalin. Adolf Hitler. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I should have gone. I should have gone with Hitler, but but I I thought like no, that that's just too much. It's There's too no much, they, and they decided the yeah. same thing. They were like, we cannot do this, and we're gonna go yeah. with Napoleon. I was close. Yeah. Stalin. Yeah, close. Quit Stalin, Craig. It was Hitler. Okay. My third question, which I wish I would have uh, figured out the answer to for myself. Yeah. Already, because I'm gonna have to think about it. Yeah. But number number three. Uh, if you had to be trapped in an era of history that isn't your own, and and a place, what era and place would you choose? That's uh, very super easy for me. An era oh. that was not my own. I would choose to be in. I just want to be in classic Hollywood in Los Angeles, watching the whole studio system happen. But again, a lot of it happened during the Great Depression. That's not a great time to be. Also, also just being there, would you? How much of it would you actually witness? Well, so like, yeah, like determinedly, I would just, I would, if I was going to be there in that time, I would just get a job sweeping the floors, you know, uh, yeah. of the sound stages or whatever. Like it seems like yeah. it would be a cool time to be alive to see. In sure, terms of my interests. After a few months, and you'd be like, I'm sweeping floors. I don't want to do this job anymore. Well, and that's the beauty of the studio system. If you sweep the floors long enough, eventually you're, you know, you're... Oh, you want to be, you want to be part of it. You're going to be, you're going to work your way up. No, I mean, I don't know. But like, that yeah. would be like, I would be disconnected from my family and any, any other thing. So I might as well just hang out in the studio system. Wow. You went, you went about this differently than me. You went, you went with like, you know, stuff you actually care about. I, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about where where I'd be like safest and most comfortable. Oh sure, like 50s Hawaii or something. That sounds uh, pretty good. I might want to look up like if any major storms happen, like when those happen, and not go go right after that. Yeah, 
some. Absolutely. But they don't really get a lot of major storms anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that's pro- that's just what I'm going to choose. All right. I could go anywhere in history. I'm just choosing 50s Hawaii. <laughs> I, can al- I can already speak English, so. Yeah. You know. You're good to go. I So my final question, and the final question of let's get moving, <laughs> is... Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's not, you don't have to perform it. You just have to choose. All of the tubes have opened. The entire world is listening. You play one song to unify the world. What is that song? Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's quite a question right there. You have an answer for I it? I do. I do have an answer. I figured, like, you're going to want to go with something that doesn't depend on lyrics because every mm-hmm. culture is going to experience it. And I thought of the thing that brings me the most peace Every time it comes on my playlists, and it's Memory Gospel by Moby. <laughs> Moby's going to save the, the uh, entirety reality. of time and space wow. and unite the world in peace and harmony. Okay, I'm just going to go with the song that um, I've probably listened to most over the past like six or seven years as background music. Okay. It's like it's, like, it's not a song that I would seek out if actively to listen to, but I love it. Okay. It puts me in such a good mood. It's yeah. a calm, yeah. it's a calm, peaceful song. It's the cover of Into the Black by the Chromatics. Neil Young sings it. My, my, hey, hey, rock and roll is here to stay. All right. It's better to burn out than to fade away. That one. All right, I'm going to listen to it. I've only listened yeah. to one chromatic song, and it was the one that they played on the Twin Peaks revival. I don't know that which one that is. But yeah. I, but I have. I just tell my Google Home to play chromatic, so I probably heard it. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Guys, yeah. thank you for joining us on another movie, uh, the new format, including The Six Questions. Um, <laughs> so we hope you join us again in the next couple weeks, uh, when we will be watching another movie to get movied on movied. Movied. And. And. Scene. Movie. Movie. Play chromatics into the black. Oh, okay. I haven't heard this version of this. But you're aware of the song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good.